Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mentors Table Podcast. I'm Joy and I'm here to help you make taking care of yourself a priority again because we all know that we can't pour from an empty vessel. I hope you guys had a fantastic holiday season and maybe even you ended stronger than you began. Today we're going to be talking about my focus word for this year and how it applies to you. I really believe this is going to challenge and inspire you, so pull up a chair. Happy New Year. Welcome back to the Mentors Table. If you haven't already, go ahead and grab a cup of something warm and join us at the table for a discussion about our new year. Now, I know that a lot of your podcasts are probably filled with podcast explaining what kind of goals you should write and what kind of resolutions to make and things to focus on for the new year. And you've probably already got that well in play because it is already one week into 2018. Can you believe that? It's gone so quickly. I am going to talk a little bit about my focus word for this year, but more so than challenging you to write a resolution or write a focus word. I just want to talk about what God's been dealing with me and challenging me on and possibly challenge you to take a little time and think about how it applies to your own life. So 2018, I usually choose a word to focus on for the entire year. And this year, the word actually kind of caught me by surprise. I like to think that if your word is challenging or a word that somebody says and you immediately think, ooh, yeah, that's something I need to work on, then it's a good year, or sorry, then it's a good word. But that doesn't necessarily have to be the standard because this word is not something that when I think about it, I immediately go, ooh, that's, that is challenging. That's something I need to work on. But it is something that challenges me personally and may challenge you. Some of you ladies may already be wonderful at this and you can teach me and I would love to get your feedback on how you make this a part of your everyday life. But I think that this word kind of sounds on the surface a little fluffy, uh, maybe a little trendy, uh, something that we may think, oh, that's nice and fanciful, but that's not for me. But that's exactly what I actually need to focus on for this year. So fanciful or not, my word for 2018 is the word wonder. The Webster's Dictionary defines wonder with all sorts of wonderful different, did you catch that? Wonderful. Different definitions. And I just want to highlight a couple of them to kind of get us all on the same page. The first definition is a cause of astonishment or admiration. The second one applies a lot to what we're going to be talking about, and that is simply miracle. Another definition says it's the quality of excited and amazed admiration. Not just admiration, but excited and amazed admiration. It is rapt attention or astonishment at something awesomely mysterious or new to one's experience. And we'll focus on that a little bit as well. And then it also says that it can be used, the word wonder can be used as a feeling of doubt or uncertainty. 
And I believe that that is probably on more of the negative connotation side of wonder. And that's not going to be our focus, although I do recognize that that is a consideration. Most of what I've been learning about wonder focuses on where I found the word wonder in the Bible. I wanted to go and do a little bit of a study on my own and just kind of figure out what the Bible has to say about this word wonder. And there's three main things that I've found as I have been studying it. Number one, wonder is simply a way to define how our God works. It says in Exodus 15, 10 through 11, that our God is a wonder working God. It's the way that God works. Also, I want to talk a little bit about how I've found that wonders and signs and wonders specifically that God presents in the Bible precede deliverance. Think about that for just a second. Wonders come before deliverance. If we take that definition of wonders and change it to miracles, miracles come before deliverance. And we'll talk about that more in just a second. And then also, I want to spend just a tiny bit of time talking about the opposite of a person who is filled with wonder is a cynic and how I want to stay as far away from being a cynic as possible. So let me just share with you a few of the things that I have found as I was digging into the word and the what the Bible has to say about wonder. Uh, beginning in Genesis 28, 16 through 17, it recalls the story of Jacob having that divine dream of a ladder or a staircase coming from heaven and the angels coming up and down it. When Jacob wakes up, listen to what his reaction is. And most of the verses that I'm going to be reading for you are actually coming out of the message translation of the Bible because I wanted a translation that was going to potentially use the word wonder maybe a little bit more than a traditional New King James version, but also because it gives a little bit more of the emotional side, I think this is my own personal interpretation of what the Bible has. It, uh, I believe that the Message Bible in many ways gets caught up in the wonder of God and allows that awe to shine through in the way that it presents the verses of the Bible. So Genesis 28, 16 through 17 say, God is in this place. Remember, this is Jacob waking up from having this incredible dream. And he says, God is in this place truly, and I didn't even know it. And that verse actually startled me for a second because Jacob recognized that this miraculous dream had just happened. God's presence was clearly in the place where he had laid down to go to sleep. And yet... He didn't recognize it. Verse 17 says, He was terrified. He whispered in awe, Oh, incredible, wonderful. There's the wonder. Wonderful, full of wonder. Holy, this is God's house. And God's house would be translated as Beth Bethel. God is wonderful. He is full of wonder. And I realized that I was, I was reading that is that I am not 
full of wonder. If I am created in the image of God and I am to reflect His personality, then that being filled with wonder is not something that you would immediately connect to how you would describe me. And I think that there needs to be an element of that because it is so much of who God is. He is wonderful, full of wonder. And I want to be more like that. Going back to that idea that Jacob said, I didn't even know it. And then in Acts, it cautions us again, don't miss it. It could be staring you in the face. As I look ahead to 2018, one of the aspects of wonder that I'm going to focus on is looking and searching for God's presence, looking and searching for His miracles, His works, the things that He is doing all around me, that I would not be so focused on my to-do list and my schedules and my children and my husband even and my church, so many of those things that are are good and are wonderful, but to miss what God is doing in each of their lives, to miss what God is doing in my own life and in the things around me. I don't want to miss that. I don't want to be so caught up in the things that I'm doing that I don't even see what's right in front of my face. And the fact that It was necessary to caution us against this in the Bible tells me that absolutely it is possible to miss what is right in front of your face. It sounds counterintuitive, doesn't it? You think, no, there's no way that I could be missing what's right in front of my face. I mean, obviously, if it's in front of my face, I'm going to see it. But how much of that do we miss? You know, I think back to just recently For those of you with young kids and having just gone through Christmas, how easy it is for our children to emulate wonder, how easy it is for them to get caught up in the moment and in that beauty of what's happening. Christmas morning is a perfect example of that because they are caught up in the beauty of the lights and the trees and the fun of the opening the presents and being with family and friends and eating special food. And there's just so many beautiful things about that Christmas morning celebration. But how many of us as parents, as adults, have been a part of a Christmas morning and it's filled with stress and it's filled with anxiety and it's filled with picking up wrapping paper as quickly as you can or lining up recipes in the kitchen to make sure that you get everything right or going to the grocery store 50 different times because of all those ingredients that you keep forgetting. I am talking from experience here, my recent 2017 Christmas. Anyway, There was this moment where we could be enraptured with the wonder of this beautiful day of Christmas, and my kids got it, but I missed it. It was right in front of my face. I was so caught up in schedules and recipes and things to do, and I just missed the wonder of it all. And I think that's a good example of how it can be right in front of your face, but unless you take a minute to drink in the lights and to drink in the beauty of your kids getting so caught up in the moment. 
and to drink in the beauty of God's story of Jesus coming to this earth. For some reason, this year was our year of being involved in Christmas pageants. Just simple children retelling scripture and then singing traditional carols that go along with the Christmas story. And I found myself in tears more than once at these different pageants that we attended because the story is so beautiful and it's especially beautiful out of the mouth of babes. It's especially beautiful when you think and you allow yourself to get caught up in that picture and in that moment of Christ, our Savior, entering this earth. The hope that comes from that. Another time when I get caught up in it is when my old pastor, Pastor Willie George from Church on the Move, recites the Christmas story along with music. And it's such a part of our annual tradition that even though we're hundreds of miles away now, we still make sure to watch it live on the internet um, or to listen to. We have a, a CD recording of it as well. And again, tears fill my eyes as I hear this is a story of Christmas because I take time to really envelop myself in the wonder of Christmas. And that only happens if I am intentional about it. It does not just take me by surprise and and happen automatically. I have to consciously enter in and really allow myself to be enveloped in it to be able to get the full picture of that. Another example of someone who had the signs and wonders right in front of him and yet still missed it is Pharaoh. So much of the word wonder in the Old Testament goes back to the signs and wonders that God performed when Moses went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. And the children of Israel experienced along with the Egyptians all of the terrible and terrific wonders and signs and miracles that God performed as a sign for Pharaoh to let his people go. That somebody bigger than him, somebody who had ultimate control, was giving him a command and he needed to follow it. But yet, Pharaoh missed it. And so plague upon plague, sign upon sign, wonders that culminated in a terrific crescendo of a terrible terrible plague where the firstborn son dies in each family. Things so great and so powerful and so awful that we have such a hard time even wrapping our mind around it. And Pharaoh, it took all the way to the very end where Pharaoh's own son dies before he fully understood and submitted to those signs and wonders. And like we talked about at the beginning, those signs and wonders preceded the deliverance. That's what happened. Those signs and wonders were performed before the Israelites were able to be delivered out of the land of slavery. I believe that part of the reason that 2018 my focus is to be on wonder is because there are some deliverance, some in from my perspective, long overdue deliverance that's finally going to come to my family and to my extended family and to my friends, people who I have spent so much time on my 
knees praying for and interceding for and believing for their deliverance, for healing, for restoration, for families to come back together, for so many different things. And I want you to kind of fill in at this point the thing that you've been believing for, the thing that you've been praying in earnest for and standing alone on God's word for. I believe that if we are intentional to look around us and look for the signs and look for the miracles, look for the wonders that God is performing around us, changes in people's hearts that you never thought would be able to be changed. People who, as um, I believe it's Ezekiel says, where God takes out a heart of stone and replaces it with a heart of flesh. That idea of that person that you never thought would bow their knee to the name of Jesus, would never humble themselves enough to say, I was wrong and I'm going to make it right. Those people that we may as humans have given up hope on, I believe there's going to be wonders and miracles happen in those people's lives. And that is going to be the catalyst for deliverance in 2018. No matter what situation you're facing, whether you feel like you have hope or you've lost all hope, I want you to start looking and start searching and start allowing yourself to be enveloped in the wonder and the beauty of whether it's little things or big miracles that are happening in the lives of your family and those around you. And when you see those, get excited because you know that deliverance is coming. Kenneth Hagin in one of his books said that wonder can stimulate our faith and astonish and confuse the unbelief of the world. It's so powerful. I And like I said before, it sounds like such a fanciful and fluffy term, something that we think, well, I guess when life is going really good, we can take some time to focus on wonder, but we really need to focus on the hard things or the challenging things that are going on in our life. We don't have time to focus on something that has so much hope, that has so much victory attached to it. But I'm here to say, no, 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 we do have time to focus on that. And one of the reasons is because if we can allow ourselves to be enveloped in that wonder, it can astonish and confuse the unbelief of the world. It can bring deliverance. And isn't that so exciting? In Exodus 15, 10 through 11, wonder comes up again. It says, who compares with you among gods, O God? Who compares with you in power, in holy majesty, in awesome praises, Wonder working God. Our God is defined by wonder. He works through wonder. He is a wonder working God. It's part of who He is, it's how He operates. He works in miracles on behalf of the Israelites when He delivered them from Egypt. And I believe that in 2018, He is going to be a wonder working God in your life, bringing about deliverance. And then finally, in Deuteronomy 12, 29, we get a strong caution that misdirected wonder can lead to harm. 
God warns us to keep our wonder on the true God and not on false gods in our life. In fact, it says that He hates misdirected wonder. If we get so caught up and allow our wonder to be directed to anything but Him, He's a jealous God. He wants all of your captivated wonder to be focused on Him. And if that gets misdirected and we allow ourselves to get caught up in those things, it actually says in the Bible that He hates that. I'm going to read to you from Deuteronomy 12, 29-31. When God, your God cuts off the nations whose land you are invading, shoves them out of your way so that you displace them and settle in their land. Be careful that you don't get curious about them after they've been destroyed before you. Don't get fascinated with their gods, thinking, I wonder what it was like for them, worshiping their gods. I'd like to try that myself. Don't do this to God, your God. They commit every imaginable abomination with their gods. God hates it all with a passion. Why they even set their children on fire as offerings to their gods. How quickly can we miss the mark when we misdirect our wonder to a false god? In Deuteronomy 13, 14, it says that wonders again can mislead if they are in the wrong place. Your God is testing you to find out if you totally love him with everything you have in you. You are to follow only God, your God. Hold him in deep reverence. I believe that is a part of wonder. Keep his commandments. Listen obediently to what he says. Serve him. Hold on to him for dear life. Don't allow your wonder to be misdirected or captivated by something other than God because it can easily derail your life. I have this picture that has come along with the idea of wonder, and it's simply a person in at twilight, no, probably later on around midnight. It's this clear night, beautiful midnight blue night sky. And there's a single person. I just see a silhouette of this person standing alone on a raft. There's nothing else on the raft. There's no maps. There's no worldly possessions. There's no other people guiding. There are no other things to consume their focus. It's just the single silhouette of a person on this raft walk sailing or floating down clear waters and their focus is on that north star that fixed immovable point and all around them is this blanket of beautiful bright stars against that midnight blue sky i believe that that is a picture of something coming in 2018, where if we keep our eyes fixed on that North Star, that immovable point, fixed on our God, the God of the Bible, that all of those things, and we allow all of that starry sky to just captivate us and allow that wonder to fill and lead our lives we will continue on in the direction that we're supposed to go. Our lives will be on the course where they belong. In Psalm 103, 
it says, I bow in wonder. I believe that if we allow wonder to captivate us, if we allow ourselves to be caught up in that excited and amazed admiration of our God, the natural response will be to bow our knee to the one and only God. And there's nothing fanciful about that. There is great substance to our life when we are fulfilling that desire to bow and admire and admiration to something awesomely mysterious or new to our experience. And when we allow that wonder to encompass us, then we can get excited because those miracles, that deliverance is on the other side. So just to recap, I want to remind you that wonder is something that defines how God works. We have a wonder-working God. Also to remember that that wonder, those signs and wonders that God performs precede deliverance. And so let's look for them. Let's not miss that opportunity to see the wonders that are going on in the lives of our own family and the lives of those around us so that we know when that deliverance is coming. And then also to caution ourselves to not become the opposite of filled with wonder, a cynic. To not get so caught up in the natural, the things that we're seeing that logically make sense to us. To get so caught up in our common sense that we are not able to see the wonder, the wonders that God is performing around us. Pharaoh missed it. Jacob missed it. I don't want you to miss it. I want you to be able to see it and to get all of that amazed and excited admiration to fill your life and to bring that hope and that deliverance that you have been earnestly praying and believing for for so, so long. So I have two challenges to leave you with. Number one, as adults, I believe that the challenge is to become more childlike. Because like I talked about with that Christmas morning, children have an innate ability to get caught up in the wonder of the moment. And we as adults, for some reason, that just starts to, we grow out of that and we miss what's going on around us. We miss the beauty and the wonder. My two-year-old reminds me of this every day. She sees something new or exciting and she does not miss it. She does not allow anybody else around her to miss it. She immediately exclaims and points, look, mama, look. Actually, it's more, look, mama, look. And then she points out, birds flying in the sky or how big the moon is in the sky or the presents that she's opening on Christmas morning. She does not allow a single moment of wonder to escape her or to escape everybody around her. She wants everybody to know about it. And I believe that we can learn a lot from that by becoming more like that. And that is one of my goals for 2018 is to focus on and to not miss the wonder that's all around me. Secondly, my challenge is for you mamas and grandmas and aunts and sisters that you join with me in praying this year for God to protect 
that childlike innocence and that wonder-filled admiration that children so willingly give out in the lives of the children that are in your life. I believe that there is a strong movement to try and just squash that wonder in the lives of our children, to just smack them upside the head with the reality of how dark and jaded and terrible and ugly our world is. And I want to pray for 2018 that we, our children are protected from that so that they can continue to see the good in life, that they can continue to get excited about the new and mysterious things that they are seeing, that they not miss the beauty of childhood as well as how vital that wonder is because it brings hope, that they are not a generation that grows up without hope because they're so bombarded and um, bogged down with the ugliness that's going on in the world around them, that they can look up and see that midnight starry sky and fix their eyes on that immovable point, and they can continue to go forward in their lives and reach the destiny that they have been called to. So ladies, will you join with me? Join with me in praying for our own lives and the lives of the other adults around us that we could get back to that childlike state and that we could recognize that wonder and we could allow ourselves to get caught up in that wonder of the great things that God is doing in our lives. And then also that we could pray for a hedge of protection around our children and around the next generation of children, that they would not lose that wonder, that it would not be taken away from them or harmed in any way by any act of the enemy to try and take that away. I would love for that to be a prayer on the lips of all of you women who are listening, and to share that with those around you, that we can all join together in prayer. There is power in agreement. So much of what we've been talking about on some level feels so disconnected with what this podcast has been about, which is simply taking care of yourself. But I truly believe that if you choose to make wonder a focus and to protect the wonder of your children and to protect your own wonder and stir up your own wonder, that that is a form of taking care of yourself. That is making yourself a priority. Because like I said before, that wonder stirs up hope and that hope is what keeps us going. And I believe that that is a good thing. And I believe that that is something that is attainable for everyone within the sound of my voice. No one is excluded from that. Nobody is unworthy of that. You are absolutely worthy. You are able, no matter what your past, with God's help to get caught up again in that wonder and to see deliverance and to see redemption and to see restoration in your life and in the lives of those around you. Ladies, until next time, remember to take care of yourself because if you are empty, there's nothing left to give. And while you are filling yourself and taking care of yourself, focus on wonder. Allow wonder to become a part of your everyday life. 
thanks for listening to the mentors table. You know, I had a lot of people over the holiday ask me what podcasts they should be listening to. And if you are noticing that more people are listening to podcasts too, I would really appreciate it if you recommended the mentors tables to them. And if they don't know how to subscribe to podcasts, I'd love for you to teach them how to do that too. Don't forget, you can always check out thementorstable.com for show notes and comment on the show notes for this podcast with your word of the year for 2018. Plus, you can find links to social networks and where you can sign up for our newsletter. And if you didn't know, there's actually a store there too where you can buy my ebook. And if you're looking to make your own kombucha, I do have scobies for sale as well. Until next month, make taking care of yourself a priority so that there's more than enough of you left to give away. Bye.